just to say that, you know, tonight is lots and lots of fun. We want you to really be able to join in, clap when you feel like clapping. There's lots of wonderful pieces, but we're here to celebrate Jesus. We're here to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. That's who we're giving the glory to tonight. So enjoy, and uh, we'll, you'll see them at the very end. to the best Christmas songs in the history of the world and universe, ultimately forever and ever, part four. Santa has a sack full of fun for you over the next hour, so grab some mince pies, fill your face with some classic Christmas chocolate, and get ready to guzzle as much mulled wine as you can manage, because this is what Christmas is all about.
ground was blind but now i see let's stand together
you like to take a seat? Seven hundred years before he was born, there was a man named Isaiah, a prophet who saw in the distance grace that would sound so sweet, amazing grace, help for the weak, coming in the form of a little baby boy who would come into the world to bring peace and destroy the pain and suffering, the sadness and sin, this God-man now walking. He said, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and you will call him Emmanuel, meaning God with us. God with us. It's a miracle, not satirical, but empirically true. It's not a fable about a stable, but a gift for me and you. It's God's best gift, his kiss to lift a world full of sadness and pain, a runaway train. Things just aren't how they should be. But this man, God's plan, born of a virgin like the prophet was foretelling, he came to save even a wretch like me. I once was blind, but now I see. So come, all ye faithful, come and behold. Bow before, hit the floor, who else saw? A king like this, born king of the angels. It's not a myth, a story or a fable, but a gift from a God to a world that's unable to fix its own problems that we should even sit at the same table. So amazing grace, how sweet the sound. I'll sing it again and I will sing it loud because this is grace and it is amazing. It's good news that we're proclaiming. It's a gift for all, for you, for me, for free, for us. His name is Jesus.
Let's stand together.
No one can ever tell you what it's like to have a child. They can tell you what the birth might be like. They can tell you about their pregnancy and the wisdom they have gained from having their own children. But no one can ever tell you what it's like to have your child, the child inside you, Psst. the child you live and breathe every moment with. Psst. And I know every child is special and unique. Gail. Gail. Every child is special and unique. But this child, my child. Gail. What is it? We're not doing it. You need to come off. We're not doing it. I forgot to send you the email. What are you talking about? I forgot to send you the email. We're not doing the dramas this year. They've gone all media with it. And you knew about this? Yes, sorry. You knew I was writing this monologue. I've been preparing for this for a while now. And if you knew about it, why did you let me come on stage? I just thought I would let you get it out of your system. I didn't know you were actually going to perform it. Hang on a second. If you knew we weren't doing it, why are you wearing a microphone? Ah, well, <clears throat> you see, I thought if we weren't doing the dramas this year, then maybe I could do a song. Music maestro. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Jack Frost Oh, nipping. do be quiet. So, let me get this straight. I have researched, written, and rehearsed a very moving monologue about the profound yeah. meaning hey. that... Um, guys, look, I'm really sorry, but I think we're going to have to get on with the rest of the carol service. Oh, here he comes, John Bodily with his important <laughs> clipboard. Look, on here, I, I, don't, I can't see a drama. It's, I think it's the announcements now. Oh, I'm sorry, are we just going to skirt round the fact that we're not doing the dramas this year? I don't know. I think there must have been some kind of mis mistake. Uh, my fault. I forgot to forward Gail the email from Will. <laughs> you didn't need to forward the email. We're married. We live together. You could have just told me. I get distracted. By what? Biscuits. Oh, for goodness sake. Look, Dave. Uh, John. <laughs> I don't mind if you don't want us to do the dramas this year. But it's just that, what with me being an, an alumni of the BAFTA award-winning television workshop, 
three years at the Royal Academy of Dramatic Art, not to mention countless screen credits from institutions such as the BBC. I've been on Emmerdale. Whatever, and many others. I thought you might appreciate our contribution. I mean, the dramas at the Trent Carroll service are celebrated. Yeah. I mean, everyone remembers my Barbara Windsor in 2012. <laughs> the Call the Midwife homage in 2013. Not to mention him munching on a carrot in a donkey onesie last year. <laughs> yes. Yes, the dramas at the Carroll services have been celebrated, and, and, and rightly so. But, you know, Christmas is a time to celebrate lots of other things, too. Like the uh, Stollen at Lidl. <laughs> I mean, Sainsbury's. Uh, no, Waitrose, we get our Stollen from Waitrose. So, yeah, yeah, like the Stollen from Waitrose. Um, and all the other stuff, too. You know, the, the Christmas trees and Christmas carols and and time with the family and, and all of that stuff. It's great to celebrate it all, but ultimately the, the real reason that we celebrate at Christmas time, the thing that the story is all about is, is him. It's about how he came and how he gave us himself. And so, you know, all of this tonight is all about him. Well, of course. <laughs> I mean, we know that it's not really all about us. <laughs> I just think we wanted to help, that was all. We just wanted to give something, like he did. Yeah. Well, look, I'll tell you what, how about I do get on and do the announcements, you can give me a hand, um, and then afterwards, during the break, you could help by giving out some of the chocolates. Yes, yes, I can do that, I'm very good with chocolates. Yes, a bit too good sometimes, we'd love to. Great. This was starting to get a bit uncomfortable anyway. <gasps> it's a boy! <laughs> Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Great. So, um, hope you're enjoying the evening so far. My name's John, and um, we're going to have a break in a minute, but before we do, I've just got a couple of quick um, announcements ooh, for ooh, you. Quick tip for you, bodders. You need to breathe from your diaphragm in order to project. So, announcements. Announcements. Oh, no, no, no. I think no, you've no, got no. a bit more in you than that, Bodders. Come on. Announcements. Yay! Great. <laughs> These have got to be the best announcements ever now. So if you're, in, if you're here and you've been invited along tonight, um, we're thrilled that you're here and we hope that you're having a good time so far. And we would love you to come visit us again in the new year. And actually, there's one or two events in particular we thought you might like to know about. And they're listed out on a little flyer um, on your chairs. There it is. So, um, starting at the top there, um, every Sunday we have services at half past ten in the morning with kids' work for noughts to eighteens, and then another service again at half seven in the evening. You'd be really welcome to join us. Um, although, do bear in mind that this year on Christmas Day and on the morning of New Year's Day, there'll be no services then. But any other time, you're really, really welcome. And and one in particular, actually, on the 5th of February, we've got a special service um, called Invitation Sunday. Uh, <coughs> may, may I? Yes, be my guest. Invitation Sunday! Yeah, that's the one. So if you're not really like a churchy person um, and you're not sort of used to this sort of stuff, that's the one for you. Um, it will be a great service um, and it will be looking at the topic of like, is there a God and what's the, what's the meaning of life? And, and that leads into this course starting the next week um, that we hold over in our cafe through there on Thursday evenings called Alpha, which again is an, ex an opportunity to find out about Christianity and explore questions about faith. Um, so we'd love to have you join us for that if you wanted to. In the meantime, if um, as you leave tonight, you're sort of asking, you know, what, what, why is it that these people, there's so many people here and they're so passionate about Christmas and they're so passionate about Jesus, what's it all about? Um, we'd love you to take away one of these little books that you'll find on the way out, a booklet called Why Christmas? Um, and um, they're free, there's a load of them out there and they're just a simple explanation um, answering that question. Great, so we are going to take that break now, um, during which there'll be um, some baskets coming around with chocolates in them, like that, um, and also there'll be another basket for the offering, and um, any money that finds its way into the offering this year will be donated um, to the charity that we run in a building next door called The Arches, which exists to, to support practically people who are in need in this city. So let's just pray briefly before the break. 
Heavenly Father, we thank you that you love us and that you are a generous God, that you came and you gave us yourself. Amen. Amen. Great. So how are you enjoying the evening so far? Is it going all right? Excellent. Uh, so now it's time for our Christmas message. Um, and um, this year's one of our pastors and also a local person, Stapleford, born and bred, give a very warm welcome to Helen Murphy. Thank you, John. Wow, what a great way to start Christmas. I've got a question for you. How many of you absolutely love this time of year and all that goes with it? Just put your hands up. Oh, yes, quite, that's a relief. Yes, quite a few. Quite a few hands down, though, as well. But who, if you're really honest, is quite relieved when it's all over? Yes, quite a few again. I know for some people, this actually can be a really tough time of year. I personally love Christmas. I love the anticipation. I love all the adverts. Sainsbury's definitely won it for me this year. I love the food. I love the parties, being with family and friends, buying presents, all of it. But often, I'm utterly relieved when it's over. I'm tired. I've had too much food. The house is in chaos and all my routine is gone. And I don't know about you, but there's so many choices, isn't there, in the sort of build-up run-up to Christmas? In our house, it starts early December with a discussion over the Christmas tree. Now, I've been married to Tom very happily for 30 years, but we are very different. I like a tasteful Christmas tree, a bit like this. Ideally, a fake one, so I'm not hoovering up pine needles all year round. Nice, even branches, white light sitting neatly on a table, just a little bit out of the way. Tom, on the other hand, his perfect tree looks like this. <laughs> a big tree has to be real, and he brings it in with that kind of still smell of the soil um, as, he, as it comes in the house. Every year, we agree that this is the year we're going to have the tree that I would like. But no matter what, and this year no difference, Tom still comes home with a huge, real, wild tree, kind of strapped to the roof of the car like he's had to hunt it and wrestle it to the ground, looking all pleased with himself. Now, to top it all, to my horror last weekend, he came back with two. <laughs> now, I won't get into the conversation that, fo that followed. In fact, there wasn't a conversation, it was just the look. <laughs> Us women know what that look is. And all I can say is that one of them is now in the garden. That's the trees, that is, not, not Tom, although <laughs> very tempting. However, what he doesn't know is when he goes out, I get the kitchen scissors and I trim it, make it a bit shorter and a bit neater to my liking. And he's never noticed, funnily enough. But what are some of the choices that maybe you've had to be making in the run-up to Christmas? Is it um, coloured, cheesy outdoor lights? Or plain and tasteful? Is it turkey or goose? Is it in-laws or friends? <laughs> is it the Queen's Speech or the Christmas edition of EastEnders? Is it buy before Christmas or wait for the sales? Now, in many ways, these things are very trivial, of course, but they can actually give us a lot of time, sort of things we have to think about before Christmas. But we're all sat here tonight because we've chosen to be here, or I hope you've chosen to be here. Whether responding to an invitation, word of mouth, here with friends or family, or maybe you got off the tram and sort of found yourself in here, but whatever your reason, you are so welcome. And isn't it wonderful to all be celebrating together like this? Amazing grace is the theme. Now, when you think of grace, what comes to mind for you? What does it mean to you? What's your experience? Is it a prayer you say before uh, food? Is it an act of kindness? Or is it just maybe simply a girl's name? Grace is being given something we absolutely don't deserve, but we get it anyway. It's usually extravagant and outrageous. Let me give you a few examples of what I'm trying to, to say. 
there was, the, there was an artist, it's a true story, a woman who's an artist, and she was heading off away for the week. And she arrives at the airport, going through security, completely forgot about the um, limit of fluids you're allowed to take on a plane. And uh, she got through security, and they, they took all her paints off her. So, of course, she was gutted. Off she went, a week later, came back, and one of the airport staff was waiting for her. And not only had he checked about her flight time, that he'd be in the right place to meet her, he had all her paints for her and gave them her back. Now, he didn't have to do that. That was an undeserved gift, a real gift of grace. Another story is of a man who returned to his car and he'd locked his car keys in and his mobile phone. Can't think of anything more frustrating. A teenager cycles by on his bike, asks what the problem is, the guy explains, and then the teenager not only lent him his phone, but then cycled a seven-mile round trip to go and collect his spare set of keys. Well, actually, that's a miracle. <laughs> he refused any money and just said he appreciated the exercise. Another gift of grace. A more kind of um, sobering one is Sarah's son was killed in a school shooting in the United States which I just cannot imagine how traumatic that must be. She felt like the anger sapped all her strength and energy. She felt just embittered and hated the killer. But then she made a choice to extend grace and to actually forgive him. Now, that is an outrageous gift of grace. We can maybe think of times in our own lives to a greater or lesser degree that we've been on the receiving end of grace, or maybe we've extended grace. The story of Christmas is actually one of those grace stories. A story of amazing grace when Jesus was born in a stable. This wasn't just another baby, but the Son of God. For many of us, I think it's quite easy this time of year to feel familiar with Jesus and sort of look at him and admire him as we have the warm feelings of Christmas and the pretty picture of the nativity scene. We can place baby Jesus in a stable and actually keep him there in our minds and our lives. But Christmas and the birth of Jesus is just one part of a much bigger, incredible story of grace. The story of grace is that God sent Jesus. A couple of verses from the Bible that many of you will know, but just listen again with fresh ears. God loved the world so much that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him would not be lost, but have eternal life. God sent his son, Jesus, into the world. He did not send him to judge the world guilty, as so often people think he does, but to save the world through him. It really is good news. Jesus lived as an ordinary person to walk, live, and work alongside and demonstrate his Father's love to people from all walks of life. He was killed like a criminal, though he was innocent. He demonstrated his power by being raised from the dead to show that his death then would mean life for us now. The story of grace is relationship for each one of us. It is not about a set of rules or about religion. It's about a personal, life-changing relationship with Jesus. Grace is acceptance for us. We are completely accepted, no matter how unacceptable we may feel, no matter what we have done. Each one of us was created by God and we are his masterpiece. Grace is celebrating unconditional love and forgiveness. We get to partner and party with God. It really is great fun. We are loved and celebrated by him. He will take our pain, our shame, and anything that we feel burdened with, that we just need to be set free from. And the final part of the grace story is that eternity is ours. Jesus ascended into heaven after he rose from the dead where he rules the world, but he does give us free choice. For all those who have put their life in his hands, there is a promise of eternal life. Grace originates from God, and Jesus is the thread that runs right through. 
You actually may be surprised, but there's thousands of people in our city, here in Nottingham, millions in this country and billions across the world who've received this amazing grace and chosen to follow Jesus in their everyday lives. Just a few of them from Nottingham said this, I've gone from being homeless, depressed, to a life of hope and excitement. Someone else said, I feel so loved. I feel a weight is lifted and feel so free. God's awesome healing power is the biggest deal I know. And someone else said this, I am so thankful to Jesus, I will follow him and worship him for the rest of my life. Now I'm 50 something. I'm a very ordinary person, born and bred here in Nottingham and I love this city. And I made a decision to put my faith and trust in Jesus well over 30 years ago. And life has been full of ups and downs, really difficult times, sad times, and happy times. Times when I've completely messed up and I am far from perfect, ask anybody who knows me. But I was thinking, how would I describe who Jesus is and what he means to me and the difference he can make? And I think I'd say this, he's more than you and I can ever imagine. I just feel so alive in his hands. I don't deserve his love, but he's always been there for me, loving me and leading me. He's the greatest example of generosity this world has ever seen. I mean, just take a look at nature. He loves those on the edge of society. The last, the lost and the least are definitely his priority. He celebrates diversity. He gives hope to the hopeless and peace to the restless. He has all authority over earth, all power, and yet he cares about the tiniest details in our lives. He listens to us. He sees us every day, and yet is only a prayer away. He's the creator of adventures. He brings meaningful purpose and life in all its fullness. And I feel his presence, and I've experienced his power. And he loves us. He really does love us. He loves me, and he loves you. And I'm just so grateful as I reflect back over my own life for Jesus being in the center of it. It really has. He really has been the greatest gift. So I want to encourage us in all the ups and downs that Christmas is, for you just to take a moment, to have a little bit of time aside, just to ponder, to reflect, and to be open to Jesus and his life-changing, amazing grace. Every time, every time there's any decisions to make, it's me. I mean, where's Giles now? Where's he with all his help and advice? Nowhere. He just doesn't have a clue. I just can't cope with the pressure. What does one do? Turkey or goose on Christmas Day?
Big names for a baby. Big titles for a man. This is where the story began. Names and titles given centuries out. Names and titles that would tell us about the one who came to sort everything out. What he'd be, what he'd do, what he'd be called, just listen through. He's called Amazing Counselor, unparalleled in wisdom. Words that endure from generation to generation, capturing the hearts and the imagination, the source and focus of intrigue and fascination. Great philosophers and men, they wrestle when they fight over words in which children take their delight. Too profound for the wise and yet for fishermen the prize. Beautiful, amazing counsellor. He's called Strong God and Little Baby. The power of heaven given to save me. The one who hung stars in space. He who all things sustains with power that cannot be contained. Here among us as a baby. Dust and gold gifts and straw. Kings and wise men, they kneel before, heads bow to the floor. This little baby, weak and poor, was strong God with us. But that's not all. He's called Eternal Father, no beginning or end. He's too great for us to comprehend. And this love, like a father, he he stoops and he bends and he reaches out in love to the end. But what kind of love is this? The kind of love that we hear about sung in chart hits? The kind of love that we see with our movie tickets. Are there conditions in play? Strings attached? Is it gone tomorrow and just here for today? What kind of love is this? It's the kind of love like a parent sacrificing for his kids. It's the kind of love that gives and gives. It's not just a fleeting kiss. It's the kind of love that takes big hits. It's the love that's deeper, stronger, sharper. It's the love of an eternally good, good father. But there's more. He's called the Prince of Wholeness, the Prince of Peace, the one through whom all pain will cease. The baby grew into a man. He walked the earth that he began, felt the pain of rejection and hate. He knew in his heart sorrow's weight. He was beaten, he was mocked, he was spat on and he was cursed. He was nailed to a cross. He knew hunger and he knew thirst. No, he hasn't been distant, but very near. He's been in the centre. He's been right here. And he's working so that one day all pain will cease because he is the Prince of Peace. Prince of Peace, Eternal Father, Strong God and Wise Counselor. Big names for a baby, big titles for a man. But the beautiful story of how Christmas began. This is the story, deep and profound. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Let's stand as we sing O Holy Night together.
This is our final song. We hope you have a fantastic Christmas. Let's sing together, Heart of the Herald Angels. We're going to finish in a moment with the blessing, but before we do, do just join me again in applauding all those who've poured their creativity and countless hours into making tonight a reality. As we finish, the cafe bar will be open with a whole variety of drinks for sale, including hot mulled wine tonight. There'll also be free mince pies in there. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his dear Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And the blessing of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you and all your loved ones, wherever they may be, tonight and for always. And the people said, Amen. Amen.